You may be seated. Let's open up a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for an opportunity, Father God, to be your mouthpiece tonight, Lord. I pray that you will speak through me, Father God. This message is not just for the listeners, but for me as well, Father God. I pray, Father God, that this message will go forth, Father God, and it will accomplish the task that has been sent out for, Lord. Open our hearts to receive, our minds to understand, Lord, our eyes to see your word, Father God, clearly, Father God. Give me clear articulation, sound speech, Father God. I thank you, Lord, for being used by you tonight, Father God, and I just give you praise and all honor and glory. Amen. Hello. What an awesome week. Amen. How many of you guys have been enjoying this week? So how many of you guys have been enjoying this week? <laughs> Seeing God move in our lives and just being together and encouraging one another and praying for each other. That's, the, that's an awesome opportunity to do that. As you can see, I have moved on to an iPad and uh, my dear husband has passed his down to me. So I'm an old-fashioned girl. I'm not into the high-tech knowledge about being married to uh, Pastor Bailey. I have no choice. So tonight I will be uh, using this iPad. Um, I'm going to come uh, to you from the subject of love tonight. Our whole theme was help. Tonight we're going to be speaking on the subject of love, which is the foundation and the, and the very groundwork for who we are and what our Christian faith stands for. Uh, Christ died for us because he loved us. So everything about our Christian walk is about love. Our very foundation is founded in love. Um, love is mentioned over 500 times in the Bible, if not more. So if Jesus, if God, you know, wrote it 500 times, he wanted to get a message across to us that is a very important subject and a very important subject for us not just to read about but to obey, amen? I want to pose a question to you. What if we all who claim to follow Christ would begin to walk truly in his love and live it through our lives? What do you think would happen if we truly lived and walked it? I think we would have a love re revolution, really. If we truly walked and lived the way God has commanded us to walk. Now, how are we going to get to this point that it says in 1 Corinthians 14.1, let's turn there, 14.1, 1 Corinthians 14.1. If everyone could turn there, please. Did anybody bring the Bibles tonight? I don't hear many pages turning. <laughs> well, I'll turn there then. Uh, 1 Corinthians 14, 1 says, We are to pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. Now, it says the word pursue there means to follow in an effort to capture, to overtake. That's what the word pursue means. God says to pursue it. I mean, that's a strong word when you think about it. We are to pursue it. We are to seek it. It means we are to try to discover it, search for it. In other words, we need to go after love with all our might and act as if we cannot live without it. Isn't that awesome? To pursue it, to go after it. How are we to go after something? How are we to pursue something like that? First of all, the Lord 
really laid on my heart the uh, verse in Romans that uh, we're to renew our minds. A lot of times we're not pursuing love and going after love because our mindset is the same as it was before we got saved when it comes to that. We want to hate people because they hate us. We want to treat people like they treat us. That's our natural fleshly desire. Someone gets upset with us, we get upset with them. But that's not what God has called us to do. We are to live differently as Christians. Amen? Uh, walk in love, renewing of our minds. We're no longer to walk the same way. When we become saved, we shouldn't be walking the same way. We shouldn't be thinking the same way. We should have my, the mind of Christ. Now, that doesn't just come automatically when you get saved. It happens over time. We're continuing to grow in Christ. I'm continuing to grow in Christ. We don't automatically change the way we used to think, but we should be making an effort each and every day to change. There should be an effort to change. I'm not going to think that way today. I'm going to love differently today than I loved yesterday. I'm going to love a little bit more, a little bit better, a little bit stronger today. That should be our goal. Our goal should not be to be the same as we were last time this year. We should see some growth this year from what we were last year. If you don't, you got a question. Are we really loving the way that God wants us to love? Love is tangible. It's not something spiritual that you can't see. It's evident in everyone who comes into contact with it. When Jesus walked this earth, his love was tangible. People just didn't gather around him for the healings and for what he could give them. They gathered around him because they could see the love that he possessed. And that should be the same with us. When we walk into the room, it should be said of us, oh, that person is so sweet. Can people say that of you? That person is so loving. We're ambassadors of Christ. We should, people should be able to say, when they see Sister Bailey, oh, she's so sweet, she's so kind, she's so loving. Can people truly say that of you? Love is a decision to treat people the way Jesus treated them. And that just goes back to the renewing of their mind, not thinking the same way other people think. We should want to treat people the way Jesus treated them. That's right, that boss that got on your nerves today, we ha we're called to love him. Those kids that get on your nerve or turn away from you, we're called to love them. That relative that hurts you, we're called to love them. That classmate that just told on me, that backstabbed me, yeah, we're called to love them. We are called to be different. Love is also unity. When we dwell together in unity, the bond that holds everything together is the love of Christ. We cannot dwell in unity if we don't have love, my sisters and brothers. That's the bond that holds us together, is that love we have for each other. When we have the love for each other, praying for each other, covering each other, not exposing our sin in a way that would embarrass one another, that's not what we're called to. We're called to care, pray, and cover. Those are just a few things that we're called to do as Christians. In John 13, 34, he said, the world would know us, that we are his disciples by the way we love each other. That is the distinguishing difference between the church and the world. 
If the world cannot walk in here and see a difference in the way we care for each other, the way we talk to each other, we just become another organization that people come to just to feel good on Sunday, to get help. We're no different. We're just a regular organization. But we are set apart because we are the bride of Christ. And when people see us, they see the difference. We are called to get along with each other when we have conflict. There's no maybe I'll like you, maybe I'll talk to you. No, we are commanded by God to love one another. Love overrides any conflict, any bitterness, any jealousy that we have. That should not be who we are in the house of God. Amen? In 1 John 4, 7, and 8, it used to be a little song I used to sing with the kids because being around kids, you tend to <laughs> sing songs and you tend to get little verses in your head. And then we used to sing this little verse. I'm going to try it. I'm not a singer. But it used to go like this. Beloved, let us love one another because love is of God, and everyone is born, and is born of God, and knoweth God. He loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. Beloved, let us love one another, First John 4, 7 and 8. <laughs> and I want to I give you a quote by Mother Teresa. Now, Mother Teresa was, to me, a tangible person who loved, loved beyond, beyond equal economic status. She was just an awesome lady. It, this is what she says in one of her quotes about love. It is not how much we do, but how much we love, how much love we put in, doing, in the doing. It is not how much we give, but how much love we put in the giving. Just to go and say, we can do we can give, we can give, we can give, we can do, we can do. But if love is not the foundation of what we're doing and what we're giving, it's nothing. Amen? So I just want to exhort me, exhort you, let's love one another the way we should. Let's not let bitterness, anger, jealousy be named among us as children of Christ. Let us go out and love the world. That's how we're going to draw people to Christ. People were drawn to Christ through love. And that's how we're going to draw people. We talk about evangelizing. We're having this mighty week of prayer. But if we turn around and leave out of this building and hate the same way we were hating yesterday and being bitter the same way we were being, what's the point of us coming every night if we just can't do that simple task of loving one another beyond our feelings? Okay? Lord, we thank you, Father God, that we are your children, Father God. We thank you that you set the prime example of what love is sacrificial, Father God. Give us that sacrificial love. Let us love beyond our hurts, beyond our feelings, Lord. Sometimes it's hard to love those who hurt us, Lord. Sometimes it's hard to love those who wronged us, Lord. Father God, but give us the strength and ability to do it, Lord because we want to be obedient to your word, because I know where obedience is, there is a blessing, Lord. When we want to be blessed, Father God, we want Foundation Church to be known as the church of love, Father God. 
that unconditional love, Father God, that you showed forth to the world when you sent your only begotten son, Father God. Give us that love, Father God. Give us your love, Lord, your kind of love, Father God. We're tired of the same old status quo, Lord. Just flippantly saying, I love you. And then as soon as that person gets on your nerves, you have an attitude. Lord, I don't want to love like that anymore. Lord, I want to truly love people, Father God. Give me the heart to love beyond my feelings, beyond my hurts, beyond my pains. Lord, we give it to you tonight, Lord. We lay it on your altar tonight, Father God. Any bitterness, any anger that we have against anyone, we're going to lay it on your altar tonight, Lord. And we're going to ask you to come into our hearts, Lord, and do a circumcision of our hearts tonight, Father God. That's what we need, a circumcision of our hearts, Father. For we are your children, and we have been called to love. The greatest of any gift, Lord, is you said is love, Father God. You said we can speak in all tongues, Father God. But if we don't have love, Father God, it's nothing. Father God, give us the ability, Lord, to see as you see, to feel as you feel, and to touch as you touch, Lord. As you walk this earth, Father God, people gather around you, Father God, because you just had an aura of love about you, Father. And when we walk into a room, Lord, we want people to say the same as us. To, about us Lord because we are your children and we want to be ambassadors good ambassadors for Christ we don't want to bring blame to your name Lord and the way we act or the way we react Lord help us Father God to react in situations Lord that when we're tempted to get in the flesh Lord convict our hearts Lord convict our hearts Father God I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to be a mouthpiece tonight, Father God. And I pray, Lord, as we go forth in prayer tonight, Lord, that people will really search their hearts and will truly ask the question, am I am loving the way that I should? Am I truly loving people the way that you love them?